Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, Mizzou football avoided disaster in Fayetteville and avoided disaster in pretty emphatic fashion uh, with an awesome win over Arkansas. Um, Peyton and I are going to pre or not preview recap it. Um, as Mizzou gets to 10 wins, uh, they get all but certain a new year's six bowl. Peyton's going to go through all the scenarios. Cause now we just get to have that talk, uh, up until, you know, we find out who they're playing. So, um, that'll be fun. We'll obviously recap the game and what was a dominant win from start to finish for Mizzou. Um, so we'll dive into it, but first and foremost, the unwritten rules presented by bet online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full swing and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. And BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is a top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. It's not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer even. Bet on some Premier League. I'll be up early watching uh, Liverpool on Saturday morning, so... Uh, maybe throw a bet in there from Bet Online. So head on Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. Believe for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts, and the unwritten rule starts right now. Attention, everybody! Stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Friday, November 24th, and Kenny's not here. He'll be back. But Peyton, Mizzou football did it. They beat Arkansas. They are... um, 99.99% at least from what you and I were talking about before the show confirmed for a new year's six bowl. We'll get into that. We're going to do some speculation city uh, in terms of what that could look like. Obviously still a lot of football left to be played in this uh, final week of the regular season um, because Mizzou played Friday. He got all these games Saturday, but Oh my God, Peyton Mizzou 48 Arkansas 14, the battle line trophy back in Columbia. Cody Schrader put the, uh, the Mizzou colored border in the four foot tall trophy. We got the stats. I, my favorite part about one of my favorite parts about this game is seeing the stats every year that come out about how big the trophy is. Um, And it's all that much sweeter when it's Mizzou winning it. And this game, Peyton was over pretty much before it began Uh, 48 to 14 Mizzou. Absolutely rolling. Obviously the storyline to start out the game, you know, you had Mizzou, um, you know, marching down the field and starting off well. And then of course for Arkansas, the worst of the worst that can happen an already injured team loses KJ Jefferson on his first real run of the game. Also fumbled and turned the ball over. Uh, You know, that, that kind of set the tone from there as Mizzou absolutely rolled. And I think every Mizzou fan, uh, whether they traveled, there were a good amount there, saw a lot in the stands watching on TV, but if you were watching on TV, probably enjoyed uh, seeing the empty, um, Razorback Stadium that befell everyone pretty much at halftime. This was a ass kicking of ass kickings, and Mizzou forty eight, Arkansas fourteen. What was your takeaways? Just on a, an awesome game. 
Yeah, obviously, I mean, I was nervous going into this one. Anytime you have a chance for Mizzou uh, to win 10 games, this will technically be their first New Year's Six, like in the BCS era, because the Cotton Bowl kind of technically didn't count back in 2013. It's a weird, weird system to explain. But, um, I mean, it, it was a little nervous going in here, and boy, oh boy, did Mizzou extinguish that quickly. And obviously, it doesn't help. Uh, that Arkansas lost Jefferson pretty quickly. That's a bummer way for what appears to be the end of his Arkansas, maybe college career. Um, just not a fair way for him to go out, but Mizzou can only play who's lined up at QB. Um, and boy, oh boy, Jacoby Criswell was not good. My God, I know that And coming into the game, I mean, it was well talked about how horrible Arkansas's old line was. It showed early, I mean, they just let two free blitzers just run and hit the QB unblocked. Uh, one for a sack, one for an incompletion to a wide open receiver. Um, so that obviously didn't help him, but Criswell was just not good. Um, and boy, oh boy, I mean, I, I think I've been pretty open about my disdain for Arkansas largely. I think they have a pretty cocky fan base that doesn't really deserve to be as cocky as it is. Um, I just don't think that their expectations for that program are in line with what it realistically could be. I mean, we had, we, I mean, Arkansas fans let that nine and three season in 2021 go to their head a bit. They were expecting that to be the standard. It's not the program Arkansas is. I mean, let's really just get down to brass tacks. The last 10 years, Missouri has been far and away the better program. And yet Arkansas fans still kind of, stick their nose up at Mizzou, you know, it's not a rivalry. We don't take them seriously. It's kind of got to be the other way around at this point. I mean, why would Mizzou ever take Arkansas seriously? I mean, they're miles better of program. I mean, it's not even close anymore. Missouri has dominated this game. Uh, they have been the better team for largely the last decade. Uh, Arkansas, quite frankly, isn't even deserving of Mizzou's consideration to be a rivalry at this point i'm gonna be quite frank i mean arkansas is like a legitimate bottom tier football program in the sec i mean i don't i'm not gonna mince words about this they are quite they have been just abysmal for the last decade outside of one or two years missouri has been way better than them in just about every facet head-to-head just overall success everything i mean missouri has been the better program for a decade now it showed today, um, once again, Arkansas can does not deserve to be mentioned in the same breath as Mizzou when it comes to putting these two teams in tears in the SEC. Spitting, dude. I mean, like, and, and that's where we can broaden it out because I know this was a point that Kenny wanted to make um, had he had been on here. Like, you're right. I mean, look at the even just stability of where these two programs are right now. We, we talked about it with Porter, like they, this is the biggest, you know, off season in terms of question marks that Arkansas is going to have going forward. But like, you know, this is a team that fired its offensive coordinator midway through the season. You know, it's talking about hiring a guy next week while they're still playing games. Whereas Missouri brings in a Kirby Moore, um, has the rise that they've seen out of Blake Baker and just completely, completely flip things around. And yeah, made this. You know, I, I think we should be careful. I think, you know, well, maybe not, actually. I, I don't know. Like, I think I think it's it's 
good distilling knowledge, I guess both teams in the same breath, but you're right. It was a put in your place game to where, you know, Hey, you are, you are not the big brother have not been the big brother in this game for a long time. And you know, if there, if there's, if there's a game that is going to finally wake probably every Arkansas fan up to that, it's, it's this game, but just how awesome has it been to see both sides of the ball, like revitalized for Mizzou comparatively to the absolute mess the Hogs are now in going forward. You mentioned KJ Jefferson going, all that stuff. I, I mean, I don't even think you need to, like, be reserved about this. I mean, Missouri's the better program right now. It's quite apparent. Much better. Side of the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's not really the same thing. I think, I thought Drinkwitz had the perfect quote post-game, uh, and it really kind of resonated with what we saw on the field. Uh, Drinkwitz, and this comes from Wendell Shepard, friend of the show, from the Columbia Missourian. He tweeted, Drinkwitz, quote, we were here to play football. They were here to fight, end quote. That's pretty emphatic. I mean, you look at just what was happening, and I know we'll get into the fight a little later, um, but Arkansas didn't care about winning this football game. I mean, we heard Hunter Yardcheck there, uh, the Arkansas AD, come out with a public vote of confidence for Sam Pittman. I don't know why you'd do such a thing like that after beating FIU. Uh, oh, I know why, because Arkansas is a backwater SEC program, and Missouri is not that. Um, it just It's run like a circus over there. I mean, Arca- I mean, Pittman has no control over that team whatsoever. They didn't look like they had any interest in playing. They were half jogging out of the tunnel. Like I was, I was like, really? Like we heard that these the players were so excited that Pittman was coming back. It did not look like it. it. Didn't look like anybody could have been bothered to show up to that game. Mizzou looked like they wanted it. Looked like they truly did treat it like a rivalry, which is good because this is a rivalry. No matter how much Arkansas fans want to say it's not, no matter how much they want to say Arkansas should dominate this rivalry, that hasn't been the case. And, I mean, you just have to look at, like you said, with the coordinators. Blake Baker had to be promoted after Steve Wilkes left late last last offseason. He's done a phenomenal job. Kirby Moore, Drinkwitz identified finally. And, quite frankly, it might have saved the program. Okay, I just really can't deal with calling plays and running the football team. Let me delegate to Kirby Moore. Kirby Moore has, I mean, Kirby Moore should be getting head coaches. There's no way around it. So should Blake Baker. Hopefully Mizzou can hang on to both. I hope they're able to maybe work out an extension or something just to keep them around as long as possible. But whenever those two get their chance, inevitably to run their own programs, I expect them to be very successful Um, because I mean, good God. I mean, I know Mizzou lost a lot of winnable games last year, a 6-16 six and 16 that a few plays go differently. Could have been 9-3, and three, but maybe a few plays go the other way. They could have been 3-9. and nine. Um, They're 10-2 and two this year, and they have, quite frankly, answered the bell anytime there was any sort of doubt about them. Yes, you didn't quite get over the hump to elite tier because you did lose the LSU. And it's a hard hump to get over, too. Yeah. It's a damn near impossible hump to get over, especially when you were six and six a year ago. There is no reason to be anything but I just I don't even know the word like unbelievably stoked about where this program is sitting right now. 
Yeah, you're totally right. And they were talking about it on the broadcast. You know, they were talking about Boise State and relinking Kirby Moore back to that job potentially. Like, yeah, these guys are going to, you know, be looked at and hopefully Mizzou can keep them around. But it, it, it's just nice. You made me think like at no point during this game was I sitting there, even at the very beginning and thinking, oh boy, it's on the road, road drink wits. You know, that that had been a, a narrative for a long time. And, you know, you, you mentioned answering the bell. That's exactly what what he's done, especially on the road. And like to go out and just flat out embarrass your rival and make them look, you know, just insignificant and silly on their own field in front of, albeit a limited section of their own fans, because there wasn't very, very many people at the game. Um, it, it was just awesome to see. And, and you know, I, I think it's a fair thing to get into this conversation too. I mean, Drinkwitz has got to be coach of the year in the SEC for me. I mean, you mentioned the delegating, like, you mentioned Arkansas, like not wanting to looking like they play for Sam Pittman, even though it seemed like they were excited to, to have him back. This team plays for Drinkwitz. Like you can tell, like these guys would run through a brick wall for him. And we couldn't say that. I don't think at all about him in his first couple of years with this program, you know, maybe it was going on, but it was, it was a lot less obvious. And like, it's so obvious that they love this coach. They like playing for him and he's just done a fantastic job. And, and, delegating is a large part of that. He found the right guys to trust with his offense in terms of, you know, having Kirby more there. I think he, I think he's got to take that cake for me. No doubt. I mean, the only other options I can think of are maybe Nick Saban, because I mean, it's kind of remarkable what he's done at Bama, but it's still Alabama. I don't think there's any doubt Drinkwitz will win it. And what I love is Drinkwitz hasn't really mentioned that at all. I don't really – I have to assume he's been asked about impressors, but, I mean, he's always been putting other guys on a pedestal. I mean, we saw after the game against Arkansas, I mean, he was campaigning immediately for Cody Schrader to win the Heisman, which that's not going to happen. But um, it, 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 it just is largely the message. I mean, Ennis rates strong. I mean, he didn't play tonight. He was watching the game on TVV all know the story. I don't think he was the first commit under Drinkwitz. He was the first big one when Drink beat out uh, Alabama and Texas to get him. Uh, Ennis Rakestraw tweeted a photo of Drink just on the TV and said, this class legendary and we all lived by something to prove. Uh, the hashtag something to prove. Uh, led by this man, four years was worthy every last heart, was worthy of every last heartbreak or tough loss to become the group we are today. Thank you. That was to Drinkwitz as soon as the game. I don't even know if the game was over. Um, and like we said, a lot of that comes down to he delegated his play calling and he focused at what he's really good at, recruiting, culture building, just all of the other stuff that comes with being a head coach. He's been a better game manager just as the year has gone on, really. Um, and I, I just I don't really think you can say enough. I mean, every single mini movie really has even kind of shown – Drinkwitz, the something to prove, the coming up with the catchphrase every week, every single one has seemed to resonate. I mean, the stand on business against Tennessee, the four quarters of hell, all of that. It all has worked. It's added up to a magical season. Uh, they are one win away from, I mean, their first bowl win in over a decade. And it, yeah. It's going to be a New Year's six. Yeah, unreal. I, none of us, I was thinking about us talking like in May you know, about what we thought this team could be. And it, it came nowhere close uh, to what it's been in, in a good way. Um, you mentioned Dennis, let's go to the, some, some 
specifics to this game, Peyton. I'm going to start on the defensive side of the ball because, my goodness, so Arkansas, 14 points, garbage time points, really. They had 234 yards of offense they ended up with. Again, a lot of that was garbage time gains. Um, You know, Jefferson got hurt. Uh, Chris Will, the backup quarterback, 96 yards and a touchdown. This team did not get across the 50-yard line uh, until I think there was about a minute left in the third quarter. Uh, fumbled the ball five times, or excuse me, six times. They lost five of them. They recovered They recovered one of them. Um, this was their drive count up until their first touchdown, uh, which came in the third quarter with about five minutes left. Punt, fumble, punt, 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 punt. Uh, halftime, fumble, punt, fumble. And then two touchdowns and then a fumble at the very end of the game. Remarkable play from the defense. Yeah. Just... I, I think they took what happened to them against Florida. Florida's a fantastic offensive team, by the way. Let's not get it twisted. As rough a year as Florida's had, they have some very good, especially in the run game, fantastic year offensively, and it showed last week. But this defense, I mean, they pride themselves on being a very confident unit. Um, I mean, after that LSU game, I mean, it was like four straight dominant games after that. I, I'll never forget that performance against Kentucky after the first quarter. Um, but my goodness, they answered it, answered the response and then some, I mean, this, I know it was Jacoby Criswell. I know this Arkansas offensive line has been terrible Sucks. this year. I know Isaiah Gustave is a freshman making his first start, um, or Augusta, however you say it, um, making his first ever start. It, 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 it Arkansas did not belong on the same field as Mizzou. It was not no. a close you would not have known this was an SEC team. They were down 41 to nothing going into the at home quarter. At home. On senior day, by the way. This was senior day for Arkansas. <laughs> I can't and they so were, awesome. This was just an unbelievable. It was not. It, it was worse than 41 nothing because Mizzou was stalling out in the red zone. Had a couple. Brady Cook, honestly, I mean, he, he, he got a little better as the game went on. He was not great today. I mean, he had a lot of yeah, misfires. We'll get into the offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But just an unbelievably dominant performance. I mean, they, they set the tone from the opening drive, sacking Jefferson on that uh, third down on the very opening drive. And that was a play after Carly's laid a hit um, on, I don't even remember who, for a one-yard gain. Um, then that second half, I mean, they start off by stripping Jacoby Criswell. Jay Jernigan gets a touchdown. They were outscoring Arkansas's offense for a good bit. Scoop and score. Yeah, I mean, just an unbelievably dominant day. Tristan Newsome, my God, he was otherworldly today. Chuck Hicks had a better game than he did last week just because it wasn't very hard to. Uh, he did have one missed tackle on the play KJ Jefferson got hurt on, but the linebacker play was much better day, uh, largely because I thought Newsom just was maybe the best player on the defense today. Everywhere, um, yeah. Yeah, he was absolutely everywhere. Had about 15 tackles by the last time. By the time I think he was probably taken out of the game. Um, to not have Hopper, to not have uh, to not have Ennis in there, you were, were relying on Sidney Chad Williams. Bailey. Yeah, no Chad Bailey for the whole year. Uh, guys like Sidney Williams stepped up. Uh, it was really just, I mean, Trey Norwood had a nice pass breakup, I remember. Uh, just a great day for the defense. 
Yeah, it was nice, uh, you know, like, especially in the secondary. I mean, they're like Chris Abrams drain. I don't even think they called his name once besides when he got unfortunately burned for that late touchdown. And like, that just speaks to how dominant this front was. Like you didn't even have to call upon your, your great NFL draft caliber corner. And it wasn't even a, a thought that Ennis wasn't there today, other than the fact he was making us remember because he was tweeting all the time. Um, but yeah, it was just, a, it was just a great game. I mean, Tristan Newsom, you mentioned Chuck Hicks as well. Like they, they deserve a lot of credit for sure. Cause you know, I think we rightfully gave him a lot of slack after how they played against Florida and you're right. Arkansas is not nearly as good uh, of an offense, but they were just, they were just awesome today and they just looked ready to play. And that that's, you know, against a weaker team, that's really all you needed to be. And they, they just, you know, flat out dominated. They didn't turn it off. Um, you know, they didn't shut down after halftime with a big lead. I thought they looked awesome. Um, four forced fumbles. You mentioned the uh, Jay Jernigan rumbling, bumbling, stumbling into the end zone on a scoop and score, as Mr. Chris Berman would like to say. Um, they had five QB hits, four sacks, um, just just everywhere. Shut shut Arkansas just down completely. I don't know if there's any other, you know, plays specifically or moments or players, anyone else you want to highlight, but I think just given the injuries, they just looked awesome. Yeah, it was absolutely dominant. It felt like really the, there were more runs for losses for through the first three quarters than there were for gains against Arkansas. I know that's obviously not true. They were just back there all day. I mean, Darius Robinson doing Darius Robinson things largely. Um, Johnny Walker made some plays. Uh, it's cool to see at the end guys like Marquise Graciel got to play. Joe Moore got a lot of run. Um, a lot of a lot of younger guys got to play in this game, and I I think that's that's really absolutely hilarious that Arkansas let that happen to them on their senior day. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I mean, you know, you had the kickoff. Like I know Kenny wanted to credit the the special teams guys to some extent too. We had you know good link moments. Other than Luther Burden muffing one punt, you know he got he obviously fell on it, which was good. But I mean, they forced a fumble too. It was like every time I looked up back up at the TV, Arkansas was was fumbling the ball away again, and and they were just you know from defense to special teams, it just didn't drop off. There was no bad unit today at all and I, I think you're right some of those younger guys even those special teams players deserve a ton of credit um offensively some quick stats for you Peyton uh, you can get more into Brady Cook if you'd like 12 for 20 112 yards two touchdowns um also rushed for 14 yards and a touchdown obviously it was just the he just ran one in from close range if I remember correctly Cody Schrader did his thing again god we're gonna miss you know Mizzou fans are gonna miss him when he's gone 27 carries, 217 yards, one touchdown. I know you mentioned, I think somebody, one of our other friends mentioned this as well. The O-line's ability to just block for those outside zone runs. It, it felt like he was ripping off a big play every single time. Maybe that's where I'll start um, with just how this offensive line blocked for him. And just again, Cody Schrader just continuing to solidify that he's been the best walk-on. And apparently in Drinkwitz's eyes, the best player in the country. I was like, all right, let's, you know, slow the roll a little bit. Jaden Daniels has been Jaden Daniels, but I mean, Cody Schrader, a awesome game. Again, the offensive line doing their thing too. Yeah. He's not going to beat out Phoenix or anything like that for the Heisman, but um, good God, man. Uh, I don't want to overshadow anything Cody Schrader did, but after the flack that a lot of people, especially me gave the old line, I thought the old line was just flat-out embarrassing last year for a lot of the season. 
Um, they deserve a whole ton of praise uh, for how they played, not just today, but really since the MTSU game, really. They have just been a flat-out great unit. Um, Armand Membu, before he was ejected, and we'll get into that later, was yeah. great. Cameron Johnson, I don't know. I mean, he took he took Drinkwitz, I mean, briefly taking his starting job away to heart, and he did not let it break him. He let it really improve him. He has been a really fantastic guard, especially in the run game. Um, and he's been cleaning up on penalties, which is something he had struggled with his whole career. Javon Foster, he had a couple false starts today. He wasn't great in that department, but the left side of that line, really, whenever the ball was cranked out there, him and Delgado were just paving the way. I it's mean, it's a nice it's nice if I may to have a a game where you could say uh, our normally all American level um, tackle was just and the offensive line was yeah. still dominant. Yeah, I mean, God, I remember the like I think it was before Mizzou's first touchdown. Honestly, I mean, like Schrader had like a 30, 40 yard run. I, it was just I've never seen just I never could have imagined Mizzou's O line being able to block like they did on that play. Just beautiful and. The receivers get credit for that, too. I know last week I remember mentioning on the Oasis touchdown, Luther Burden and Mookie Cooper, they were not shying away from contact on that one. Uh, but, yeah, obviously, still, that does not take away from what Cody Schrader has been this year. The last four weeks of the season, I just we're not – video game numbers. That's really what it is. I mean, Kirby Moore gets some credit, too, for really creative play designs. Um with that outside zone, some good blocking schemes, but Jesus, man, Cody Schrader, I, I would damn near say should not just win the Burlesworth. Forget just the Burlesworth. Give him the dope. He absolutely has earned it. Give at this him the point. dope. I think, and obviously he has the story that'll, in this instance, that his story is going to help him in that department. He absolutely deserves it though. I don't think, He's not going to be up there um, in the Heisman stage. Um, I, I don't know if I'd even go so far as to say he should be like in the final four or anything like that. He should get a couple votes, though. He should finish top ten for that award. Um, and Brady Cook, I mean, early on, he kind of was misfiring. Just not a great day accuracy-wise for him in the first half. Got a lot better in the second half. He found... Northfleet on both plays. Yes, he was wide open on both plays. Cook had to go through his reads to get to Northfleet on that first one. And there was a guy in his face on that second Northfleet touchdown. It doesn't, it's not nothing to flip that ball out there. Uh, he had a dime to Luther. Uh, good play um, on a free play to Theo. Largely, he didn't have to do really anything, though. So, yeah. And I'm not worried about Brady Cook. Just a bit of a jumpy first half for him. Uh, Overall, it was just, you can't really complain about it. I was going to say, I, I thought he did well to bounce back after. Yeah, he, he was missing some throws and, and especially those deep ones. I was glad to see them taking those shots that they, you know, they were, you know, still and having faith in him and throwing him deep. Yeah. That, that one to Mookie Cooper in the second half. I thought that Mookie was weird. Cooper had that. I think Mookie yeah. might have just lost the ball or something. I didn't even I, I didn't think. think. I was like, what? He just, like, dropped and, right in front of him. Yeah, part of it, I think, for Brady was he was just – I think he was processing a tick or two too late in the in the mm -hmm. first half. I mean, that throw to Burden on just the second pass of the game, if he throws that a little earlier, it's probably a maybe a touchdown. Um, and I remember 
that one third down where he tried to run and he got just bottled up. I don't agree with the people thinking he should have hit the check down. I don't think Trader would have made it. But there was a lane there where that Brady was just a little too slow to see that if he had took, yeah. took it off, he probably gets a first down there. But again, overall, he just didn't see it perfectly the first half. He looked better in the second half. Um, and he didn't have to do much at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, this offense is so good and they were so dominant that like, yeah, you can have a bit of an off day. And if your quarterback's off day is 12 completions for over 100 yards and two touchdowns, I would take that as an off day. I think anyone would. Um, you know, he was great. Luther Burden was great as usual. 55 yards. Peyton. Very we'll talk quiet. About the fight. Mind you. Very. Yeah, it was. It was a little bit quiet. I mean, he, you know, he was. Uh, I know he was doing some stuff on the sidelines. That was funny. Peyton, before we get into the fight, we got not one. But two Brett Norfleet touchdowns. That's our guy. It was beautiful to see, um, you know, rumbling into the end zone, 32 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, we're we're beating a dead horse here when we talk about him. Like, he just doesn't look like a freshman. I mean, he hurdled the dude against Florida. He's scoring two touchdowns. He's blocking. I love what you said about the blocking with him and the receivers. Like, that's, that's another identifier of how um, together this team is and how bought in they are, is you have receivers making that extra effort to help out Schrader. But two Brett Norfleet touchdowns. The Norfleet, we are proud. We are strong. We had a good day today. Um, he was just awesome. Yeah, I pulled my headphones out there. Give me a second. <laughs> but, um, no, Brett Norfleet is going to be Too an excited. absolute stud. Um, he, he's just – he's still, like, filling his frame right now. But you can tell the athletic outside is just monstrous. Um, he's gotten so much better as a blocker since the beginning of the year. I mean, there were a few plays just on those little pop passes where he's just bullying cornerbacks into the ground. Um, he's helping pave holds, sealing the edge. Uh, that's really good to see, especially because early in the year, he was struggling with that a little bit. Um, I would just really do away with Tyler Stevens, period. Like, just give Jordan Harris yeah, the one drop his, very, yeah, his very limited snaps and uh, let Brett Norfleet be your premier tight end. Uh, Overall, he was fantastic. Just a lot of guys got mixed in. I'm glad Brett Norfleet finally got his touchdown. It was cool they got Nate Key to touchdown. Jamal Roberts had a carry. That was crazy to see. Um, I don't know what that says about Tavoris Jones' future, but, uh, yeah, just a great game for a lot of different players. Uh, Brett Norfleet, glad he finally found the end zone. Hey, we got an AP touchdown too. We had him. He, we had the stretch for the goal line play that I think maybe brought some flashbacks back. Um, that didn't end up mattering, but he he punched one in garbage time. That was good to see for for the uh, Como kids. So good for Nate Pete. Um, yeah, I mean, what else can you really say about this offense? Other big thing from the game, Peyton, and I've I'm actually just looking. I just saw an hour ago Mizzou their final score graphic. Um, the caption that went with the tweet was "ran to the fight." which I love that, that that's what they mm -hmm. chose. Let's talk about that because that was obviously a big headline. So, yeah, five minutes left-ish, I think, in the second quarter, if I'm remembering right. Um, you know, th there was a scrum. It was, you know, it, it started with, I believe, Cameron Johnson, you know, kind of blocking our, an Arkansas guy a little extra, you know, pushed him into the ground. And then I have to look up his name because it was all I remember him as was number six for Arkansas. Number his six, his name is Morgan. That's John Jacob Morgan the third. Yeah, sorry, I almost said Jacoby Criswell. That's not who that was, obviously. But um, yeah, he comes you know, running. 
and then knocks in a dude and then yeah you, you I, take I can't away. remember I mean, because they said initially they threw out a number 56 and then it was a number 58 i'm pretty sure it was 56 who wound up getting thrown out um not yeah. 58 uh, i mean either way i mean this was ridiculous because this happens one play after arkansas has a late hit penalty that's a blatant late hit like late mm-hmm. hit um and then, yeah, Cameron Johnson's trying to get off this guy. This guy, like, scissors his legs around Cameron Johnson, tries to throw him, like, just kind of trip him up. Armand Membus, the just freaky athlete he is, comes over and, like, picks up a guy and starts throwing body blows on him. I mean, God, it was like, I have to go back and watch the tape because Six did come in at some point and hit somebody. He hit Cameron think, Johnson. Yeah, it, it was because it, it, it was he was scissored. He was scissored yeah. around him, and then six came and then in and bulldozed. Six came in, and then yeah. Armand came up and started throwing body blows on him. It, like, Fifty, fifty, I do know was definitely involved. Uh, Eric mm-hmm. Gregory, he start he threw haymakers to the back of Armand Mendes' helmet. Uh, that was they got the helmet off him. They ripped stupid. his helmet off. He was bleeding. Yeah, he looked like and a boxer then, out there. I'm ninety nine percent sure it was Zach Williams was the other Razorback involved with this. Um, either way, I mean this was just embarrassing for Arkansas. I mean this was your um, this was your senior day. Zach Williams. It was Zach Williams, by the way. I just double checked. He yeah. is a senior. I mean. Eric Gregory, the other guy, he's a redshirt senior. These were their last games as Arkansas Razorbacks. This was senior day. They're in front of the crowd, and they get ejected by beefing with a sophomore O-lineman. I mean, how stupid is that, right? Yeah. Just kind of fitting the way um, Arkansas's year went, uh, going out on the losing end. Uh, hopefully that sticks with those two for the rest of their lives, uh, getting injected in their last football game with the Razorbacks, because that is really stupid. And Armand, I can't be mad too much at Armand Membu. He's sticking up for his teammate. He got in a fight. It happens. I, I, it should not lead to a suspension for any of the three. It wasn't like a big, big blow up. It was stupid enough to get three people ejected. Um, I just, I was, I was floored that this was really what Arkansas was pulling. They're four and seven and Sam Pitt, like we hear about how they were overjoyed that roster when Sam Pittman comes back. And it's so very clear. They were not interested in winning that game. I mean, that was yeah. just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I think you're spot on. It's just like, yeah, it encapsulates their mentality for this game. They just like. Yeah, they were. Just, it was clearly pent up frustrations from how the season went. But instead of taking that out and trying to get a win, you just tried to beat up a, like you said, a sophomore O lineman. Um, it's your last good thing game. They, just keep your head. Yeah. yeah, ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it's embarrassing. But guess what? Uh, you know, I don't think anyone's given yeah. Armand Membu crap for for any of that. And, like, and then one play later, Cameron Johnson pushes a guy into next gear, yeah. and Brady Cook walks in for a touchdown. That was yeah. what that's what Mizzou was about today. That wasn't what Arkansas was about. Came they came to fight. Mizzou came to play. Another great quote from Drink. Yeah, and uh, the other good thing that I know uh, Gabe Darman pointed out was that luckily for Membu, this came in the second quarter, which meant his ejection means he doesn't he doesn't miss the first half of of 
Mizzou's next game, barring any increased penalties, which you said we're not expecting to have happen. But yeah, just a wild. I mean, the broadcaster said it. There could have probably been more people ejected out of this game. Got to just keep it going after a while. But then I'm looking at a tweet from um, from David Ubbin, who writes uh, for the Athletic, but went to Mizzou. You know, from then on, every play that went to the sideline on both sides, it looked like you know there was going to be a fight that broke out. I mean, after Brady Cook scored, he shushed. Luther Burden was shushing. I mean, it was that was awesome to see. That was another thing. Oh, my God. I don't even remember. Antonio Greer was the guy who did this. I mean, he throws. I don't even remember who it was. Brett Nor- it was now. Brett Norfleet. He yeah, shoved Brett Norfleet. That's right. He shoved him out. Yeah, he shoves Brett Norfleet out. And Brett, and he, like Greer, who is on a four and seven football team trailing 17 to nothing. I, what it like? What are you thinking? Like, he's taunting him. Like, what are you doing? What? Like, he whips Brett Norfleet way out of bounds, which draws a 15-yard penalty, and he's over there taunting. You're yeah. four and seven, man. Like, geez. like <laughs> There was one team here. Drinkwitz really did put it perfectly. One team wanted to come in here, win a football game, handle their business. The other team had, was could not be bothered to have played this football game. It's a new low for the hogs in this rivalry. Now it's going to be very, very interesting with no more conferences. They're going to keep this game intact. Certainly now. I mean, it's going to be entertainment entertainment for the people. Um, going to be interesting. Other drink wits quotes. Um, thank you to Callum McAndrew, friend of the show, Columbia Tribune, uh, wrote a good takeaways article on this. Go read it. Drink wits. Coach Baker continues to be one of the best in the country at creating turnovers. Drinkwitz on Schrader. It's time to start calling him one of the best players in the country for his team. Uh, Drinkwitz says Missouri did not dial up the pressure after KJ Jefferson ended the game, said that was the plan no matter what. So they just outmuscled. And then uh, Drinkwitz on preferred bowl destination. As Just as long as we're going, I don't care. We'll show up. Obviously, that's what he's going to say. But Peyton, I think that's a good segue. Unless you have any other... Oh, other... The only other thing on the game. Um, punning, bad again. It was bad again. Luke Bauer punted once, and then they went I don't back think he to Riley Williams. I don't he did he punt once. He had one punt. When, when was it? I think it? it was early. At least on it the stats, the it says... The game. That was Williams. I know the broadcast it says Luke, said it was, it was Bauer, it was Williams. So. I remember that. According to the stats, he had one punt for 42 yards. I don't really Williams, recall that one, but... Williams yeah, the had first, four. The first punt was really bad. Um... And again, I don't know why we're doing this Riley Williams thing. He's not a good punter. Um, but I, it was fine the rest of the way. There was one bad punt. Uh, is this special teams actually won the day, which you don't say often. Uh, yeah. Normally it's all bad. But I mean, that muffed punt uh, was hilarious. I believe Marvin Burks fell on it. Or maybe it was mm-hmm. Sidney Williams. I don't know. Marvin Burks did play a lot. Uh, on special teams, a lot of special teams players in general. Um, but Mizzou was largely fine. That first punt was terrible. There weren't any specially, like, especially good punts. There was a good punt that downed Arkansas inside the 20, inside the 10 around there. Um, but largely, again, I don't know why Riley Williams is punting. Yeah. Uh, I just, they're just both not very good, but I guess, and then uh, Luke Bauer, they also lined him up. What, what are you going to say? I was going to say, there might be another trip to the portal for 
Mizzou this yeah. offseason. I, I love Rep, uh, Luke Bauer for giving us that one throw, but you can't even beat out. I mean, that is going to be that is going to be the start of the the you know if Mizzou gets a victory in the bowl game, that will be the start of the DVD. Uh, you know, who knows what happens if they don't complete no, that pass? No, I, I think it'll I think it'll still be the sixty-one yards. Mavis, but... yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's nice that they can have multiple. Um, also, Luke Bauer was playing offensive line on one of Mavis's extra points, and they had Brady Cook holding. Which why do we do that? <laughs> Link I moment. Don't know why? Just kick the damn extra point. I don't need to see all this garbage. Like, oh, we're gonna line up with Brady Cook, like sitting back here, and we're gonna do that thing we did against LSU. That, that play against LSU shouldn't have even work worked uh, in the first place. Just kick the damn PAT. All right, I don't yeah, need to see all this splash. Get the get the punt or get the snap. Put it right here and kick it. Okay, <laughs> I don't need to see. Luke Bauer literally saved the game by spinning the laces last week on that game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're doing all this extra crap with Brady Cook holding it. Just kick it. Kick the goddamn thing through the, the uprights. <laughs> you could say through the fucking uprights. No, I'm not going to say that. It shouldn't, make you, it shouldn't make you that mad, I guess. Is the, yeah, it's just game, but... why are we doing all this needless No, no, no. I agree. I agree. I agree. Like, why is Riley Williams punting? Why are we switching punters in general? Why are we doing this holder stuff? Like, just kick off. They might charge don't us themselves. Kick, That's what I'm don't saying. Don't kick return. Punch that, the ball. That's the one thing. When Luther muffed, I was like, please just fair catch everything. Kick off, fair punt, catch I don't every care. Punt, fair, fair catch, catch everything. every kick. Don't do anything on special yeah. teams. Do nothing cool. Do nothing, nothing cool. cool. I want it you to be the most boring really, unit. Yeah. If your special teams is boring, it's really good. It's good. Yeah. It's doing its so job. Just stop um, doing weird stuff. <laughs> that's the special teams rant for the day. Other thing um, we had after the game, Theo Weiss back, back. Theo Weiss is coming back. The people are saying, Peyton. Yeah. I, he got on. Luther Burden was on an IG live. Uh, Theo Weiss uh, reportedly said that he was coming back. He could be joking. I, I I can't imagine he just made up his mind by now. Maybe if he's not, I, I don't know. Again, not a scout. I don't know what the draft situation looks like for Theo Weiss. If I was an NFL team, I'd use a day three pick on him. Um, but it, rest assured, I mean, either way, it's fine for Mizzou. If he comes back, it's great. Because, my God, if you can run back Luther – I'd like to see Mookie Cooper come back and be the wide receiver three again and just mix mm-hmm. in different ways to get Marquise, Mackay, Josh Blood, uh, or Josh Blood, Josh Manning, and Daniel Blood. Just mix them in somehow. But you don't want to mess up a good thing. But again, if they lose Theo Weiss to the draft, it's not a huge deal. Mackay Miller can step up. I probably can get Mookie Cooper back uh, if you would like. You have Josh Manning waiting in the wings, Daniel Blood. Um, just there's a lot of depth. Like this is the one part of the team that is completely stocked full of playmakers. Um, and you know what? If they aren't totally satisfied, they can always hit the transfer portal. The transfer yeah. portal costs nothing but NIL funds. So hopefully, uh, yeah, I'd love agree. to see Theo back. Obviously, I'd prefer if he's back. I don't think it's the end of the world if he's not. Yeah. I agree. I agree. 
um, but we'll just have to see. It's always fun when they post, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and something tells me the uh, hype, hype of the moment probably uh, gets you a little bit rah-rah. I'm going to stay here forever before you put your thinking cap on and really you make gotta, that he'll He'll put out some feelers, I'm sure, and be like, hey, NFL teams, if yeah. I were to go, where would I be picked? And if yeah, he doesn't like definitely. it, he'll come back. Which he should. Yeah. yeah. He should. Agree. Um, I think this is a good segue to finish this off, you know, as like, unless you have anything last on the game, but this does mean, you know, Mizzou is, is pretty much guaranteed a new year's six bowl. Now you and I were kind of speculating a bit. I do want to ask, obviously they get the Friday game. We still have a big weekend of college football. And now for Mizzou fans, you turn your attention to some of these games that, you know, can have an effect on where they wind up, where they move in the CFP poll, which ultimately decides where they will land uh, in a New Year's Six game. You know, what things should people be keeping an eye on? Maybe, like, everyone needs to be a, this fan, you know, for Saturday. Everyone needs to cheer for these teams in the in the respective championships. You know, what what do you think? Uh, or what, what should people, like, have their eye on for bowl season? You are our bowl expert, yeah. Peyton. You know, this is what I live for, and now it actually does matter. Uh, this is why we pay you the big bucks. I would say if you're a Mizzou fan, just root for large. I know, I know it sounds weird, but you don't want a lot of chaos now if you're Mizzou because they've done what they needed to do. They're gonna get in. Like it would be nice if Penn State were to lose to Michigan State. Penn State's up thirteen nothing at halftime. That's just not gonna happen. Um, but you're gonna stay in front of Ole Miss, so that last SEC team really is going to be you. It's not going to be Ole Miss. Um, the one thing you want to watch out for if you're a Mizzou fan is the Pac-12 situation this weekend. If if it's chalk, like if if Oregon just wins this weekend, no no problems whatsoever. If Oregon plays Oregon State at home. I don't see a way Oregon loses that. Um, but Oregon State's a good team, so you do have to be careful. Mm-hmm. DJ um, Ukulele. Yeah, exactly. Um, if Oregon were to lose Arizona and Arizona were to win, Arizona then gets into the Pac-12 title game. And if Arizona beats Washington, then you're looking at a scenario where all of Oregon, Arizona, and Washington are going to be New Year's Six contenders. That is like the one way Mizzou would not get a New Year's Six. And the odds of that are just bad. Like, I'm not overly concerned about that. But just quack this weekend. It's football. Yeah, just quack this weekend. Make sure if Oregon wins, you'll be Mizzou will be totally fine. Only other thing I would say is if that were to happen, that chaos scenario, you're definitely going to want Oklahoma State to make the Big 12 title game, not Oklahoma, and then you're going to want Texas to kill Oklahoma State uh, in the new, in the, the Big 12 title game to just increase. If if the Pac-12 things happen, uh, Mizzou might be screwed regardless, but. I don't anticipate that happening. And even if that does happen, there is a chance Mizzou still gets in. Mizzou controlled what they could control, and I think they will wind up being fine for that. But, yeah, if Oregon wins this weekend, Mizzou's all but in. That's DEFCON 9 if that all happens. Uh, yeah. And it was a little bit of an annoying – I. I took it as like a, you know, damn it. I don't like looking at this graphic because this isn't happening, but they showed the 12 team playoff, which of course Mizzou would be in if that was starting this year, which of course it's not the year Mizzou is, is in that uh, hunt. Um, 
But in terms of the the New Year's Six Bowl, then Peyton, you know, assuming the Pac-12 goes how it should, um, what a game and what opponent are you maybe looking at? They most likely could get um, based on everyone around them. A lot of places, CBS I know has Mizzou um, in the Peach Bowl against Penn State. That is what I would say is the more likely scenario. I don't see Mizzou getting the Cotton Bowl against Texas. Maybe Mizzou gets. If Mizzou gets the Cotton Bowl, they may play a group of five. Mizzou's probably going to get Penn State or group of five. I really hope it's just Penn State. Um, I think they've earned that. I think they probably would get that. If Alabama loses and, let's say, Washington loses um, in the Pac-12 title game against Oregon, you probably get Washington-Bama in a bowl game. I don't know which. That could be like a – that could be cotton, honestly. Uh, the only one that has tie-ins this year is the Orange. They get the ACC either top non-playoff. Yeah, it's just the ACC non-top playoff finisher. That could be Florida State or Louisville. And then they get the top ACC slash SEC or top Big Ten slash SEC. That'll probably be Ohio State or um, or Michigan or Georgia in a chaos scenario. But so you probably, if you're Mizzou, are not going to get orange. Um, any of Fiesta, Cotton, or Peach, I think, is more likely. If I had to guess Mizzou's bowl right now, I'd say it's Peach against Penn State. And the peach is in Atlanta. Correct. Fiesta's in Miami and Cotton's in Dallas. Or, Fiesta's, yeah, Fiesta's in Arizona. In Arizona sorry. Yeah. Orange All is right. in Miami. Orange is in Miami. My and man. then yes, Cotton um, is in Dallas. In Dallas. So fun destinations for uh, Mizzou fans, maybe hoping to travel, which I would hope whatever one they get, Mizzou fans are showing up in bunches to that game just to, you know, just just to support in what's been a magical magical season um yeah i mean it's it's still so wild that so much can happen with just literally tomorrow saturday of of games and then the championships you know going on there's still so much wild stuff that can happen but that's college football so you heard it here first cheer for chalk in the uh pack 12 and mizzou should be should be good to go um yeah i think that'll that'll do it Peyton. any any other final uh thoughts Anything you're uh, – what game are you, you going to watch a big game on a Saturday? Yeah, I'll obviously watch that. Um, God, I don't even know who I think – if I had to pick right now, I would not be able to give you a solid Yeah, answer. I couldn't tell you. Um, but, yeah, I'll be watching that. team that has Marvin Harrison. It'd be cool for Mizzou to somehow play the loser of that game, but that probably won't mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll have our eye, and then we'll be back uh, for you guys on Monday with a full show – but until then, um, everyone have a fun and safe rest of your weekend. Go enjoy this win, 48-14. to 14. My God, Arkansas is an embarrassment. Mizzou is on top of the world. Love to see it. Um, this has been the Unwritten Rule presented by Bet Online. Um, happy 10-2, everyone. See you on Monday.